Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert back with you in session six of the mini-series we're calling The Only Way to Create Wealth in Network Marketing. The Only Way to Create Wealth in Network Marketing. If you haven't heard the first five sessions, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to those because you're going to be kind of lost. This is a very sequential, sequential training. This is session six. I appreciate you being here. Yesterday we talked about uh, technology and competing with with each other, uh, how we got into a speculation stage, and we started, you know, trying to compete with each other, not understanding that the real the real competition in network marketing always has been and always will be competing for the career frustrated individual in the real world, not you know trying to recruit each other in network marketing. Now, once that trend started of recruiting each other, it really has not stopped. Uh, Once the speculation stage started in network marketing, which was started a little bit in the in the mid late 90s, once it really started, it never stopped. And because of that, we found the, the situation we are in today where you know, network marketing is, is in a state of dissipation. Dissipation. Uh, the last two years, the first two years, that sales collectively in the United States have dropped two years in a row. Uh, I personally believe that this will be the third year that sales will drop in the United States. And there's many, many reasons for that. Number one is we just didn't take care of the goose that, go, that laid the golden egg. But the, the great news is... When a movement goes through, you know, the four stages, which is awareness, growth, speculation, and then dissipation, the way to return to a state of growth is return to the foundational principles on which the movement started, which in network marketing, it was the personal development movement. If you build people, people build the business. So if we really look at the mid-90s and what was going on, in my opinion, what was really happening for many years, network marketing was like kind of the only game in town. It was the only game in town. Um, you know, you went to school, you got a good education, you went to work for a good company. And that was, you know, that was it. And then network marketing companies, you know, Amway, Shackley, Mary Kay, uh, many more said, look, uh, you know, you can you can pay your bills with your with your job, but we're going to show you how you can create financial independence if you'll put a few hours into building a future with this business model. And if you stop and think about it, guys, some of you, I mean, I remember this profession before the internet, before technology. I remember before, and again, it was it was solid. For the right people. Now, I've always said this is the most challenging business model in the world because it's the real product is people and people are fickle. And most people have been 
programmed to fail. They have not been programmed to be entrepreneurs. Uh, a lot of people have lived through a lot of, you know, the best opportunity in the world is not going to change poor programming. People that are designed for mediocrity, it's not going to work. So you, so the beautiful part about network marketing, again, was the personal development aspect. But what happened is in the mid-90s, a lot of things were coming together that sometimes we thought were going to be beneficial, but maybe over now, looking back, they weren't. But in the mid-90s, what was happening, you know, we were the only game. Network market was the only game in town. And then what was happening was the pool was depleting. The, the pool of potential people was depleting. And we didn't really know why. We just knew, you know, I used to could go out and, you know, communicate with, with 10 people and say, uh, you know, are you the type of person that keeps your mind open to to a business opportunity? Or you're not probably not interested in a way to create a, a second income, are you? Or you're not probably not in. Have you ever heard about how you can create money from home? I mean, I remember when home business was just a, like the buzz. Home business, what's that? There's no such thing as having a business at home. You know, so you could go out in the marketplace and have, you know, eight or 10 meaningful conversations and set an appointment with two or three people if you chose to. And that's why Herbalife, you know, it was like they were genius with the button because it gave people a real easy lead in to create a conversation with people. And the number of people that would have an interest, you know, was, was pretty high. If you just had, the, if you could hear seven no's, you could hear maybe three, three yeses of, yeah, I'd like to learn more. And see, you still hear those. I'd like to learn more today. If you if you're listening to people and you're communicating based upon what their needs are, when people say, hey, you know, uh, this old car, I don't know what I'm going to do, how much longer it's going to last. And then you can overhear a conversation and say, you know, I couldn't help but overhearing about your car. Were you serious about that? Worrying about if your car is going to last. Were you serious about that? What are they going to say? Ninety nine out of a hundred are going to say, well, yeah, I was serious about that. And then you can send them to your play one. And again, I'm not that's not the purpose of this training. We talk a lot about that over at MLMsuccess.com. So that's not the purpose here. But my, my point is the pool of potential people that was diminishing and people didn't know why. And I think there's three distinct reasons why that was happening. Number one was uh, the focus for some organizations on going after other network marketers instead of the focus was recruit people that have already been involved in network marketing. And, you know, you saw people in organizations selling genealogy leads and there's all kinds of stuff that really started during this time, which, you know, I'm not a hundred percent opposed to any of it. I'm just trying to document what, what happened and, and help us understand the past so we can move forward in the future. But, um, you know, to think that you're going to build a whole business around any one game, I call them, 
It's crazy. I mean, Las Vegas didn't make all their money on at the blackjack tables. They have multiple games. And if you're going to build a business, you have to have multiple games, multiple prospecting methods, multiple ways to get your message into the marketplace. But it's the, 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 the pool started to diminish because there was a lot of people that just focused on, you know, not talking to the career frustrated person working the nine to five, but started focusing on recruiting other network marketers. I mean, there was a time during this time when if you walked into a bookstore and you went to the business section, somebody's going to walk up to you that was involved in a network marketing company and try to create a conversation. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, Then we had things happening like the Internet was starting to uh, not become mainstream, but it was out there. Some of you will remember Prodigy Internet Services. Prodigy Internet Services. Uh, I think it was 94 uh, when I got a new home computer and I saw a commercial for Prodigy Internet Services. And I remember we were watching like It's a Wonderful Life or some Christmas special. It was around Christmas. And uh, I went downstairs and turned on that, that home computer, which was pretty you know, not mainstream as it is today. And I remember poking around and I found that disc or, uh, for Prodigy Internet Services. And, you know, within probably an hour or so, I got it loaded on and, and got logged into Prodigy Internet Services. And it wasn't very long after that that I found a network marketing bulletin board and I put an ad on there. And like the next day, I had eight or 10 or 12 people that wanted more information, wanted me to send them the cassette that I was offering. And it blows my mind. It blows my mind today to think about that time. And what really blows my mind is the first person that I sent the audio to not only joined, but achieved like one of the top ranks in the company, you know, with following the training systems launching, retail to recruit, customer acquisition, retail to recruit, two-step recruiting, following that system in that culture. Uh, Dave Mansfield, Reno, Nevada, uh, never will forget flying out there and doing the first event for him, and he's pro- he might even be listening today. Great guy, great guy. But it came from the first ad that I ever ran on a bulletin board so prodigies, a lot of people, myself included, were spending a tremendous amount of time, time online with bulletin boards prospecting. Uh, and then the other thing that hit during that time that we don't hear a whole lot about was we went from three TV stations, ABC, NBC, CBS, to cable TV, which had networks like I mean, it became very profound, you know, everybody had cable, not, you know, the three, not just the three, but you had USA Network and Lifetime and all these other networks. And at night, most of that programming was infomercials. And what were a lot of the infomercials? Uh, I can still remember Dean Graciosi doing an infomercial about 
flipping automobiles and making money flipping automobiles. And of course, there was numerous amounts of infomercials on real estate investing and different real estate investing techniques. And some of you will remember Don LaPree and how to get rich running tiny little classified ads. And I could go on and on and on. But my point being that infomercials were now piping into all of our homes and it was pulling from the potential pool of people that we could connect with. Does that make sense? So we went from an industry where we were kind of the only game in town uh, to people recruiting each other, network marketers. The Internet was starting to take hold, and then infomercials were pulling. Many of you remember like Carlton Sheets, the How to Get Rich in Real Estate. So what was happening during this time was the pool of potential prospects was depleting. And I don't think the industry as a whole really understood why. And it was getting harder. It was getting harder and harder. And then in all the uh, rag publications, home business opportunities, opportunity today, then it was all my pycnogenol is better than your pycnogenol. And, and again, it was everything was targeted towards existing network marketers instead of career frustrated people. Does that make sense? Now, that mindset started in the mid-90s and it has done nothing but compound since then. A lot of us were talking about it. Again, I, I referenced earlier in this series Lynn Clement's article, The Land of 10,000 Unrecruited Heavy Hitters. Man, if you haven't read that, you need to read it. You got to read that. You got understanding the future to move forward in the present, guys. So, how did we get so far off track from the roots in which we were developed, uh, competing with each other because we moved into a real speculation mode? Because we didn't understand it was not about getting them in. It was about building people and people will build the business. And we started getting in that mode. As a, and when I say we, I really want to say they. I, I sincerely want to say they. Because I believe that there was some of us that were speaking at, as loud as we could that, hey, Build people, people will build the business. It's not about how many cassette tapes you can mail. It's not It's not about just getting them in. It's about getting them in, keeping them in, and helping them move forward. And uh, if you haven't, I've, I've mentioned this earlier, guys. If you haven't gone back through this series one all the way through to this one and checked out the webinars, I'm afraid you're not getting the value that you could be getting from this mini session that I'm doing on the only way, the only way to create network marketing wealth. And um, if you, especially if you haven't seen MLMs, go to MLMScam2.com, the numeral two, because I get into major detail on a lot of this that I know once you really understand it will help you at a different level moving forward.
I know it will. It's going to make an impact for you. So I hope you'll go check that out. Thanks for listening to me today. Uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow for what will probably be the, the final segment. Now I'm going to do two more. I'm going to do two more and we'll wrap this series up. The only way to create wealth in network marketing. This is Dale Calvert. Thank you for being with me and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.